Hi guys, welcome back to Brain Frog. Long time no see. Um, I'm Maf. I'm Gabby. And it's the summer. <laughs> but what an apt time to come back because we started the pod last, what, August? Yeah, July. 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 I think it might be a full year since we started the pod. Oh my god. Okay, so <laughs> fitting that we're back now. <laughs> Um, we went through some stuff in the winter and spring. We were figuring some stuff out, living some life, mm-hmm. falling off the radar. And now we're back. We've got a full house here. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Marvel. We got a full house and a full list of topics. And I guess we're going to dive in with what we learned this week. Yeah. Um, but I guess it could also be like what you learned since we were gone or whatever yeah 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 okay also i'm gonna put in my disclaimer now that i can't hear shit out of my right ear so i don't know why so if i talk really loud or something tell me to quiet down because sometimes i feel like i'm yelling like i feel like i'm screaming because i can't tell how loud i am no i think you're good you've been talking at a normal level okay amazing it's also bodes well that my normal level is like always almost screaming so yeah (laughs) yeah um what'd you learn gabs do you know um i would say i learned like prioritizing your relationships and friendships Mm -hmm. um make sure you spend time with the people that you love and care about and not like only focusing on work or Mm -hmm. other things that distract you i feel like i had a few very busy months but it's been nice to just like quiet down hang out with the people i love and Mm -hmm. care about and go on extra dates and um yeah so I would say like it's nice to actually take a step back and realize oh right I should be prioritizing Mm -hmm. these relationships not that I wasn't before but I feel like in the winter it's really hard you Mm -hmm. get kind of like bogged down by like the weather weather. um and when it's nice outside you can like go on walks Mm -hmm. and go out for dinner and Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, I would say that. True. You also, I feel like that's very in line with your what you were trying to manifest in your little bay leaf. Like mm-hmm. earlier this year, you had like balance. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're getting that a lot more. Yeah. Um, and I agree. The literal second the sun hits out, like what mood disorder? You know a changed I mean? like, person <laughs> is wrong with me. <laughs> literally, I'm so fine. <laughs> the healthiest I've ever been when the sun comes out. Yeah. um yeah totally agreed um also the way gus was like hanging on to you is killing me is sorry one second one second no i think one mic is way quieter than the other okay sorry for the interruption um um what did i learn i honestly like i i feel like i talk about this all the time but i think it's just because it's been like i've been working towards it more and more throughout these last few years and it's been very top of mind of like i think i've just learned to just like go for things like try to be a little braver like try to be a little bit more like i don't know like self-assured yeah and even in literally like when we were in tim hortons like we were at tim's like waiting for whatever our food and and i literally like don't even like going up and saying anything (laughs) or talking but i was like it's never gonna come like just go ask for the fucking thing and it's gonna be fine and then it totally is i don't know why like i feel like people don't necessarily like see me as a shy person and i don't necessarily like always feel like i'm a shy person but i do think i have a lot of like hesitations yeah around really like arbitrary shit that i'm like literally nobody cares um and so and like big and small but i think just like in the last few months i really like forced myself to in the moment just be like oh my god just go for it like Mm -hmm. whether it's been like talking to somebody or like going after something or like even in new york like when i was in new york for a little while i feel like there's so many moments where i was like oh my god just like ask for the direction or ask for the thing or like something was wrong and I wanted to get it fixed or like food wasn't coming and I was like oh whoa okay sorry this is such a random little story but we're like at a restaurant like our food was taking like an hour to come and I was like you know hey like our food's taking a while could we just get some like free bread for the table or whatever and like 
when's it coming and you know like can we hurry it up kind of Mm -hmm. like not in a rude way obviously but like shit that like i don't usually say something like that and i usually like don't want to like disrupt the peace or whatever but it's literally not disrupting the peace like yeah my food isn't here like i'm like chewing on air like give me some bread and then all my friends at the table were like whoa and i was like honestly i think we're all just kind of conditioned to like sit back and take it not everybody is that way obviously but i do feel like more and more in the last like year or so especially i've been like man just go for it like be a little braver be a little bolder Mm -hmm. you know not reckless necessarily but like just a little put yourself out there a little bit more yeah and there's no harm in asking and there's no harm in trying and if you're a little embarrassed who gives a fuck yeah sort of you know i'm just trying to move past that yeah i think that's a great lesson yeah i think so too it's kind of harder when you're younger um but i think when you get older you're also just sort of like i I, like people just respect you a little bit more i think they take you a little bit more seriously you know i feel like i don't really look as much like a kid as i used to yeah i don't carry myself as much like a kid like i used to so I don't know. It, it just felt like the it was time for like the actions to like catch up to the age. I don't even know. Yeah. True. Um, I think Gus likes the texture of the skirt. Like, I think so it's too. like silky because <laughs> he keeps going like this. He keeps like opening his paw and just grazing my thigh. <laughs> <laughs> I like the texture too. It's satiny. <laughs> um, okay. And I guess to start, we'll start with the most, like, relevant thing, maybe for, like, the timeline that we're in, which right. is Queer Ultimatum. Um, if you haven't watched, go watch, like, a YouTube highlight reel of it, like, right now. It'll tell you everything you need to know. It'll show you the whole show, basically. I don't know yeah. why entire Netflix shows aren't just, like, highlight reels. But, um... <laughs> who I, needs to watch the whole thing? I want to know, like, what your who your favorite person was and who your least favorite person was. Um... And I feel like I know. I'm trying to remember the cast now. Uh, yeah. I think my favorite was Mal. Yeah. Yeah. Mal is so hot. <laughs> yeah. And I think my least favorite was. Oh, this is a tough one. There's quite a few. Uh, a lot of them sucked. I honestly think Mildred. Oh, yeah. I could totally see that. Mildred. Yeah. Or. <laughs> even yoli Ooh, why yoli because she went back and forth yeah yeah you don't like that she flip-flopped okay, i honestly have more. so many strong opinions about like well strong i have some weak opinions <laughs> i just like i am i don't really care yeah. but i'm just like i don't think yoli cared about the person she was with i think mm. she just cared about being married and mm-hmm. having kids mm-hmm. and uh, yeah like she wasn't my least favorite. Like, I, I liked her up until a certain point. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was like, she is- issued this ultimatum because she wants to be married, not because mm-hmm. she, like, loves Mal. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, but I think, like, most toxic were Mildred and Vanessa, maybe. Oh, Vanessa. Oh, my God. I can't believe I forgot Vanessa. She yeah. was, like, oh. the, the center of the universe. Yeah. Sure. And I would say, I don't want to say Aussie, um, because I think they just had like yeah, issues. so many yeah. issues. Like Aussie yeah. was going through a lot of shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I guess same. I honestly though, between Tiff and Mildred, I don't like Tiff more than I don't like Mildred. Like, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. What? It's because of the dog. I really, really that like changed the tempo of like how I saw but Tiff. Dude, for, like, Mildred a fucking time. threw a. Gate, oh like a d- baby gate I mildred was arrested crazy. yeah i think for she's, like domestic violence no i don't condone but she wasn't like my least favorite when i think about it is tiff like uh, more because that's like the impression like once i got like once my opinion of them turned sour i like couldn't see them anymore in this sort of like redeeming light like once mm-hmm. they started going off on sam about oh, like that was not insane. liking their dog enough i was like i literally didn't even hear the words that they were speaking for the rest of the show like i kind of tuned them out honestly because i was like you're not a real character here like i don't know i was sort of like Mup. 
I was sort of like, who cares? You know, Mm -hmm. not that it's not like, not that you can't care, but it felt like such a stupid storyline and they made it into this whole thing. And maybe that's like the producer's fault, but I was just sort of like, you never talk about anything of substance sort of. Yeah. I was like, what are we even talking about anymore? Like, I don't know. Um, like, yeah, I can I can really see where you're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that whole dog fight, I was like, this is the stupidest it fucking thing I've ever so heard. But funny. honestly, to me, it read as like, this is Tiff's reaction, like their reaction yeah. to how Mildred would have come at them for a yeah. lot of things. Oh, I think and Mildred I think like, it was just like a trauma response. Yeah. Immediately they were triggered and thought like. Sam was coming at them in the mm-hmm. same way when Sam was just respect like mm-hmm. setting boundaries. Yeah. I mean like no I don't want this like a yeah. hundred pound dog in my fucking bed. Yeah. Like fair. Um I think but- I think Tiff like definitely around Mildred and because of Mildred was like weirder like i think on yeah. their own they're not as bad as when they're around yeah. Madrid, but i don't like love tiff but no. i don't hate tiff well i don't i don't hate tiff but they're my least favorite mm-hmm. i like hate mildred i'm like you're weird <laughs> and fucked up like okay go figure i see it out. i can see the like i d- like for me it's like i can tell that some people are more fucked up than others mm-hmm. but they're not necessarily my like least favorite because i sort of like don't even count them as like they have so many issues sort of like Aussie where I'm like you don't even I'm not even yeah. really have an opinion on you because you're just so far beyond like whatever yeah but but be- between everyone who is sort of like watchable Tiff was the least watchable for me I was yeah. like I could not oh, watch well, that's them. fair like in terms of like, TV they TV like, they were TV the personality like yeah how they interacted yeah. with the other characters I was like I can't <laughs> watch characters. you like sorry yeah, people <laughs> but they kind of become characters no they do become characters I was like I can't watch you do this yeah and then my favorite was also Mal yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I have to say, like, Lexi, I really liked in the beginning, Mm -hmm. and I liked a little bit less at the end. I, but I do think they, like, really honed. I think that was probably a producer edit because they really, like, went in on the Lexi hates Vanessa storyline. They did. You know, unpopular opinion, I really like Ray. Like, I don't, like, like, I think Ray is great. And I also feel like Ray, like, did the show the way that, like, I might do the show almost. Maybe not exactly, but, like, I think she went into it pretty, like, I don't know, like, almost neutral. And then sort of, like, as people kept reacting to her more intensely, I think she reacted back more intensely. Mm -hmm. Like, both Vanessa and Lexi. Like, I think as Vanessa picked up the interest and the chemistry and the flirting and whatever she was trying to do, I think Ray just sort of, like, met her there. And then I think as Lexi got more, like, intense about the whole Vanessa thing, like, Ray also started, like becoming more intense about it yeah but i felt bad I for ray like with the way lexi was going oh, in on her like yeah. lexi was not giving any room for yeah. understanding how ray totally. like deals with conflict yeah. or yeah i don't know it was like you have to lexi seemed very one track minded in that mm-hmm. she wanted ray to react how she would have reacted exactly. and if ray didn't react that way or dealt with things differently mm-hmm then that was a problem Mm -hmm. which is why i think then ray's whole thing was like oh i'm learning to have my own opinion i'm learning to like figure out what i want and then take it back to the person because i think lexi was just so like Mm -hmm. i'm driving this car yeah and this life and this relationship you know which is then is so funny because then her whole complaint is like well i don't want to be the only one doing this all the time like i want someone to take care of me too and it's like girl you don't let you don't let them you know yeah which i get to but at the same time it's sort of like uh, i don't know then you you can't keep like being drawn towards people who like take more of a backseat which is honestly what i found really refreshing with like mal and lexi it felt like they were mm-hmm. capricorn virgoing <laughs> yeah but yeah did you want them to be together no like i thought they I, were more on a friendship level yeah they, they i didn't worked really well together exactly i don't want them to like be together but i liked the perspective that each person brought yeah the other a little bit or it felt like they brought maybe yeah also can i just say i've never heard the word fingering more than in that one episode where lexi's like ripping on vanessa or whatever like oh my god <laughs> get over it like 
I don't yeah. know. And the crazy thing to me is Lexi signed up for this, yes. knew that they would be separate. They would Literally. be trying like out different couples. Yeah. The whole premise of the show is to get to know a new person. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm sorry you got yeah. upset when she did what you told her to do. Like mm-hmm. you probably forced her into this experiment. Mm-hmm. I, Ray said multiple times that she didn't want to mm-hmm. do this. And now like you're getting upset. Mm-hmm. I don't even fully like... Um, I lost my thought. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't remember. But it was like something like basically literally exactly what we said. And something along the lines of like when they. Oh, no, I'm not going to. You might have to cut this. Sorry. <laughs> Gabby, cut. Great. <laughs> what was I even saying? <laughs> it's a good thing we named it Brain Frog. <laughs> Yeah, setting um, the bar low. <laughs> bar exactly where it needs to be. <laughs> setting the bar exactly where we can meet it. Maybe I will low. leave this in. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, our ADHD superpowers are no kidding, but yeah, that show was crazy. I I will say though, I loved the second half way more than I liked the first half. I didn't really like the first half that much. But yeah, once we agree. got past episode like five or six, when they started getting into their like dramatic lesbian conversations, like the original yes. partners yeah. ended up back together. Those conversations, I could have watched that for hours, yeah. Gabby. Like I can watch lesbians talk through a breakup for hours hours like because that's what you do like i've never been in a lesbian breakup that's like been under like i don't don't even know like five hours of talking yeah it's a long fucking time it's like a long talk and you're doing circles around each other and you're not saying like you know anything of substance after a certain point but Mm -hmm. you just don't shut the fuck up like they just (laughs) keep going lexi and ray looked like they'd been talking for like god 72 hours literally through the night into the next day they had like tear soaked like skin yeah yeah, their yeah. eyes were tired they were like their <laughs> voice was like cracking i was like go to bed I, but they I feel can. so bad for the editors who oh, had yeah. to sift through oh, yeah. the amount of footage these lesbians <laughs> probably gave them they need you on the next season <laughs> no i do not want that much work are you kidding me yeah, i think actually editing a netflix show would be hell 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 yeah yeah i also heard so a lot of this stuff has been popping up on my tiktok um of like the interviews with the people i was almost gonna say actors the people where they apparently like xander was saying that they didn't get the cut of the show until 4 p.m before oh yeah, yeah the day before the reunion so they literally were all super sleep deprived yes yeah that's fucked and I they netflix uh, is fucked didn't have enough time to even process probably what happened like i would watch that on like 2x speed you know yeah like yeah i i, I think they were it put in really like intense stressful situations and apparently they were supposed to get therapists and they didn't they they got it in the second half of the show because i i can't remember who advocated for it it might have been ray but ray mentioned that they got therapy because someone pushed for it in the second half because they were told that they were going to get it but then they didn't i mean thank god because at that point also like especially when they do like the sit down talks at the dinner table with all of them Mm. i was like crazy yeah you guys have way too much here to unpack yeah and i guess that's why they spent like so much time talking after but yeah i found the second half way more engaging because i was like i want to know i want you guys to actually like talk about your problems and i want to hear about them you yes know? the first half felt very distracting from the issue yeah know. you know i liked xander and yoli yeah but then too. it also frustrated me how i feel like yoli was pretty up front with smell which i liked yeah but then also uh i found it annoying how xander would go back to vanessa and be like i love you nothing happened (laughs) meanwhile it's like in love with yoli you know what's crazy too every time they were sitting at that dinner table with the round table xander kept defending vanessa i know which i kind of admired and respected a little because i was like oh you are loyal but then i was like are you loyal to a fault i don't know i think it was just honestly four years of being in a relationship with this person knowing them from high school there's so much history and baggage you like know this person 
but also this person has been emotionally manipulating you for years you're gonna stand by them and it was crazy when Vanessa started sobbing when she found out that like Xander and Yoli I was like this is your comeuppance like you fucking thought this was gonna be a ride to fuck around and whatever I don't even what did what did she find out that they fucked or like that they were getting along or that she chose Yoli or whatever Uh, like that they were like in love and that they fucked multiple times I think it was because well first she sobbed because she found out that they were having a like a good trial marriage oh yeah yeah yeah. and she was like yeah. i can't believe you like well, how could you do this to me yeah, meanwhile at the beginning of the experiment she was like yeah. we both need to do our own things and like do what's best for us and explore these other options and then when xander actually did it she was, she was like, like Ex- what yeah excuse me she was like sobbing sobbing and you know what actually in that sense i'm like vanessa and lexi are the same like lexi <laughs> wants to be so mad at vanessa but they are literally the same like you know they both are angry at their partners for finding these other people that they click with bitch like that's what the show is like yeah. i don't know i was like the same thing that you're mad at about vanessa is like the same shit that you're now doing a ray that like she's doing to xander and whatever all lesbians are the fucking same like yeah and this is the worst show to put lesbians on because you guys are like so attached you yeah know? like this is like the worst case scenario i don't know yeah i don't know no but then can we talk about the fucking proposal episode oh yeah. i was shocked yeah, me too. Actually. I was shocked. Yeah, me too. At the fact that what four out of five couples walked away engaged. Yeah, I was like, crazy. absolutely not. Should any of these couples be together? They all broke up. Except for Sam and Aussie. They're oh. still together. Well, they should have. <laughs> I know. I don't know. know. Should have rethought that a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> but good for them, I guess. I don't know. Um, yeah, I didn't yeah. think any of them were gonna last, to yeah. be honest. I don't think you really go through something like that and make it out stronger <laughs> and better than ever. Like I know. I think it just did what they kind of wanted it to do, which was like force them to reevaluate the relationship. And at that point it's like you've almost like worsened your initial problems, so of course you're gonna break up. I don't know. Yeah. Would you ever do something like that? Would you ever go on a show like no. that? No. Are you kidding? I, I First of all, the premise of that show is insane. Why it not is, just have yeah. a conversation with your partner and talk it about is. what you want and maybe realize, hey, we're not on the same page. Yeah. And maybe you should have figured out what page you were on and where mm-hmm. you wanted to be earlier on in the relationship. Mm-hmm. And then also just reality TV in general is a big no. That's like true, yeah. I love consuming it. Yeah. Maybe a toxic trait on my behalf no, but i too. would never ever 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 in a million yeah. years go That's on true. a show I think or a show like that like no yeah the producers also just like kind of fuck with you a little yeah like, mentally you know yeah and they write stories left yeah. and right like they'll take what you say and spin it however they want yeah and- yeah that's true. I I also was laughing so hard at the fucking hosts they chose, like the <laughs> Amy Adams finger like, gate. Rip-off. Oh my god, did she say that? Did she say finger gate? I hate that they had a straight woman reunion. host the show. Yeah, and they asked her like if she knew like what something was did they top or bottom or whatever they said something oh they I asked think it her was some like jargony yes. yeah and she was like yeah i know what that is and then she kind of like went and i was like you couldn't have found anybody else like who even is she also sorry to go back to nick and vanessa lachey's like weird empire because they created the ultimatum yeah like uh, i don't know like where even are they like what ivory castle are they like i do like <laughs> it's just premise of the show is insane to me and then the fact that like they're running that and like love is blind five is gonna come out soon is like you guys shouldn't have even made it past like a second season they need some serious therapy just to discuss the fact that they came up with these shows it's a crazy show and especially after love is blind i guess because this is all in the same universe i feel like so many of the people who leave these shows like xander was talking about how like everyone is like really like in intense need of therapy. So distracted by it's his okay. face right now. <laughs> he was like looking himself, and then he looked up like this. <laughs> he was like drunk. <laughs> he's been going to work. I like yeah. I'm even petting him because he's like literally cleaning his entire body right now. Um, but 
yeah i just <laughs> i i thought that the whole thing was like like the fact that that guy matt or whoever it was on love is blind like the last season oh matt and colleen oh, oh no not matt and colleen the other guy um in he the was most just, recent season yeah and he was just like sobbing he was like you know this show really fucked me up or whatever and then xander was saying something kind of similar she yeah. was like you know we all needed therapy and like shit at the fa- and i'm like i actually think this is like getting like ethically concerning like yeah i don't know i don't think that they should continue making these shows and but they I probably won't watch them again really i yeah. definitely will but <laughs> you know but i i I wish that they would be a little bit more responsible i will yeah Yeah. i wasn't even planning on watching it like i watched it so late and then i just watched it because my roommate's girlfriend was over and she was watching and i was like okay i'll sit and watch this with you guys and then i was hooked i watched it because i had covid and i was like what else is there today yeah that's true my god i totally forgot covid i know well yeah yeah and it was lesbians yeah I don't know. Lesbian culture is really interesting to me. And when put on a show, it's almost like looking in a mirror a little too hard. I'm like, <laughs> are we like this? And mm-hmm. the answer is, yeah, we are, mm-hmm. you know, and as as removed as I want to be from it, like, I feel like I'm totally like in their world. Like as much as I can acknowledge that it's like fucked up in some ways, I'm like, well, been there, done that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's so, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately relatable in all these ways. Yeah, it's a crazy show. Anything else about Queer Ultimatum? Um, I don't think so. I guess me neither, yeah. I just wish them all the best. And Mal was my favorite. Yeah. (laughs) I think Mal was just so good at communicating. Yeah. Yeah. Mal was also very, like, patient with Lexi and Yoli. Yeah. And kind of So patient with Yoli. Are you kidding? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Where's Mel now? Uh, I don't know, but can they text me? They're still friends with Lexi. Oh. Yeah, they hang out. They just went on vacation together. When I tell you Lexi's TikToks pop up on my For You page all the time. No, mine too. (laughs) I didn't see that, but mine too all the time. You know what? They're going to keep doing it because I'm fucking nosy and I keep watching them. It's true. My I get a lot of rays, but honestly, because I, I think Ray is hot, ray and I go and I watch rays like specifically every time right. it pops up. I'm like, oh, let's see what she's been up to in the last few days, and I like, <laughs> go and I watch. But that's just because I love a jock. Yeah, that's my problem. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's talk about sex. Um. Let's talk about sex, baby. baby. Let's talk, talk about, about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that maybe. Let's talk about sex. Um, okay. I feel like ever since I turned 25, I am the hottest I've ever been. And I, ju- I think that's literally just because I'm older and more confident and I don't care anymore. And I also wrote this down because I was thinking about it. Like I like gained a lot of weight in the last few years, like, uh, like with COVID and just like staying in a lot and like, I don't know, hormones, whatever else. I just gained a lot of weight and but i still feel the hottest now even though i'm like almost also like the heaviest now and i was thinking about that because i was like that's something that like 21 year old me like wouldn't even know like how those two things could exist together like Mm -hmm. grapple with or even understand but i really think like none of this shit matters like nobody or like sexiness or like hotness actually has like very little to do with your physical body yeah there's like beauty standards or whatever but outside of beauty standards and especially like i feel like more in like queer like spaces where like people are a little bit more like progressive with their views on like body body image sex sexuality whatever like it really doesn't matter the way that i at age 21 20 was like you know this is gonna be make or break yeah i'm like literally having the most sex the best sex and like the most vulnerable sex now that i'm older even if i have like all these other things that i would otherwise be more insecure about or like what like all the standard things like body weight like hair or like skill or like length of duration that you do certain things or whatever like all this bullshit stuff i'm kind of like not that it's bullshit like in and of itself like i understand why i would be nervous about it other people would be nervous Mm -hmm. but i was just thinking about this because i was like wow all these things that i thought would cause me to be like more insecure i literally don't even care about and i feel like sexier now than i have before yeah you know thank you snaps thank you 
Incredible. And I, I, yeah, I guess I say that to also be like, it doesn't always have to go that way, but I hope that's like inspiring or hopeful for like other people. Cause sometimes I would hear other people say that. And even if it wasn't like relatable to me at that time, I think I was like, oh, I could totally see how you feel that way because you're just like more confident as a person now that you've aged. And I feel like that just also happened to me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's great. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I think so too. I think um yeah I, I kind of feel similarly um in a different way like I think um I was having like a lot of body dysmorphia while having sex mm-hmm. and I think just like adjusting the way I was having sex has helped mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. um yeah and just feeling like better about myself in general and I think yeah I don't know I'm being very vague so <laughs> no it's that's like literally i uh, i won't like yeah i can't even i'm not even like the kind of person to like even elaborate on like what or how or whatever but i guess i just mean like i think it's crazy that there are like all these things this is just like sorry now a wider conversation but i think there are all these things that like get in the way of like pleasure or confidence or like enjoyment and honestly that's just like what like shame but yeah. as much as possible that I feel like I've been around people and talking about things that are like trying to remove shame from the conversation, the more like I can literally just enjoy my life, like yeah. a meal, sex, a vacation, like uh, like resting on my day off, yeah. like all of these things, I can actually like start to like them because I'm not so much like as wrapped up in like what i should or shouldn't be doing is just sort of like do i like it okay let's figure it like let's i think that's so important because shame is so pervasive yeah and when it's like in your mind Mm -hmm. it's not gonna go away i feel Mm -hmm. like it's so hard to grapple with shame which is something that a lot of like people deal when they're younger Mm -hmm. and even like into our late 20s Mm -hmm. too like i still deal with shit all the time Mm -hmm. um but it's so hard because it like gets in there and you can't think of anything else and it's so overwhelming mm-hmm. and so all-encompassing mm-hmm. so it's all you're thinking about and especially with sex like that makes it even more difficult because mm-hmm. you're just constantly like overthinking yourself your body your skill level your mm-hmm. like everything how you feel in your body mm-hmm. um and how that affects like how other people perceive you like if you're letting other people mm-hmm. uh perceptions of you or how you think they're thinking of you dictate Mm -hmm. like how you're I don't know what I'm saying no it's true (laughs) it's like literally shame is the killer of pleasure yeah and uh, yeah I feel like part of like mm, even if I'm not quote-unquote like exactly where I want to be or I figured every single thing out like I I think there is something um like reassuring about just like moving in the right direction or like quote-unquote right direction like something that feels better for you like it's not that you have to like it's not that like you're either having like really bad sex or really good sex I feel like most people are just like incrementally working towards what they like Mm -hmm. sometimes I also do feel like in queer like in the queer world there's sometimes like a pressure also or this expectation to be good to be good and also like to be kind of like freaky or whatever like to be very well versed in like sex Mm -hmm. like bdsm like kink yeah like all this shit that is sort of like yeah definitely more wrapped up in like queer circles and like interesting and you know can be fun and all these things but I think when I was younger I I think I was a lot more like whoa like that's like sex is a whole world and it can be so intense in all these ways that I like don't even know how to like touch with a 10-foot pole but then you kind of just realize like no these are like everyday normal people who are like doing this stuff thinking about this stuff like it's not that you have to be some like (laughs) yeah sex fiend right like but that's what like i think the world makes you think like you're either like cute and small and shy and vanilla or you're like really intense and hardcore and whatever but it's more like these things are accessible to everybody like you know so a spectrum and you can go back and forth on it exactly i think when you're younger and especially when you're younger and realizing you're queer or maybe you've already like known for a long time but there's always a certain pressure of especially within like lesbian Mm. uh like non-men sex Mm -hmm. conversations it's like 
non-men have really good sex Mm -hmm. you know and so there's that pressure to be good but as you get older it's kind of like no it's not necessarily about being good you're not going to be good your first time having sex Mm -hmm. with someone it's about like listening to their body Mm -hmm. like you yeah you might be but i think as you get older you also get better to like listening to what the person wants Mm -hmm. and likes and like kind of feeling it out with them and also communicating to that person what you Mm -hmm. like and don't like and what they Mm -hmm. like and don't like and they'll tell you that and that makes it so much easier to have that good Mm -hmm. sex but i feel like before you step into that world or like maybe you already have but you're feeling like insecure you've got this like idea in your head that you have to be perfect on the first go Mm -hmm. it's hard to then like get to or realize no it's actually about just talking to the person mm-hmm. yeah communicating totally and i so get me of like it's like there's that stereotype of like oh, lesbians have the best sex ever and it's mm-hmm. like not always unfortunately <laughs> you know as some of us have discovered the hard way like <laughs> you know it's just not and um Honestly, I'm just gonna. I'm, I'm. I won't obviously like reveal any information. But that girl that I slept with in New York, when she was like, "Oh yeah, it's kind of frustrating that like you can't come or whatever." I was like, "At your big age, at your big age, she's like fully like 28 this year." And I remember being like, "You're literally older than me. You probably you should, at this point have had more sex than me. Like, yeah, uh, you know, you're like." supposed to be more mature you're supposed to be more like i don't know i was like haven't you figured this shit out by now like haven't you picked up on this like i feel like it's so annoying when like um lesbians like pat themselves on the back for like being good at sex just automatically because they're like sleep with other women yeah and it's like no you actually still need like grace and tact and like charisma and like something like you can't just like roll up in here say that you fucked a bunch of women and have that be enough like you have to treat people with like some sort of respect honestly like i don't know how else to say it but yeah you would think that that's like a thing that like only a straight man would say but you know queer people are very capable of it too and i think there's a lot that they actually get away with especially like mask lesbians honestly like a lot of them are like more like fuck boy like hey mama's mask lesbians mm-hmm. who are like who really lean into this sort of like more intense like masculinity that can sometimes feel performative honestly like yeah can we I, I not know. to segue us but can yeah. we talk a little bit about mask lesbians yeah it's yeah. frustrating to me mm-hmm. how mask lesbians perform heteronormativity like why are you like mm-hmm. showing off and like mm-hmm competing with like these other masks mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i don't know it yeah. just reads so straight to me it i mean it is and it feels so like yeah dehumanizing yeah it does make it feel like very like you know i love like mask femme dynamics i think they can be so like interesting and hot and cool and like they have such a history but at yeah. the same time I like i think like it, when it's just mimicking or copying yeah like what men do it's like you're not gonna pick me up like that i don't Mm -hmm. know like that's not gonna work for you and then yeah it puts you in this place where sorry he looks so precious right now (laughs) his paws are crossed oh what a little gentleman i just i can't even yeah i want to let him um he's so precious he's so precious anyways um yeah i do think it like puts you in this place where you are now like in the same kind of power dynamic that you basically would have been mm-hmm. if you were with a man obviously not exactly but yeah. like it's like why why recreate that like why even go back into that world when like that's the thing that we all identified we don't like we don't want to be a part of yeah um but i do think it's really affirming for a lot of them to like a lot of mass lesbians to be like i don't know macho or like ask act more like alpha male or whatever yeah but it's so funny because then those are the same people who like in bed are like big baby bottoms and they just like <laughs> want to be taken care of like you know and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that but then don't <laughs> act like you're so like whatever yeah like big and bad in the outside world I don't yeah know. and then make someone else feel bad like about themselves or or something like yeah totally i don't know i don't know it's so easy to be respectful and realize that maybe not like whatever's going on in someone else's life is not necessarily a reflection on Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. and just like be gentle with them yeah 
oh yeah be gentle man i feel like yeah that that's like what i love the most sometimes about like lesbian relationships or like queer relationships is like the actual like it's not even doesn't even have to necessarily be gentleness but like meet me in my reality sort of like i don't know if that makes sense but it's i really appreciate it and i think like what i like about queerness is that it's sort of like see the world how i see it and then sometimes when i come across like queer people like this i'm like oh like you are queer but you're not in a queer world like you don't live you don't see the world how i see it yeah i don't know you want to do um adhd sure pros do you have any um i think there are many pros to adhd uh i think honestly like hyperfixation for me is one of them um whoa say more That's yeah so interesting i mean i know it can be like it can can be problematic mm-hmm. because it's like all you focus on mm-hmm. but i get so much shit done mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true so i'm just it's like true. no i'm in and yeah. i love this thing and yeah. i'm gonna figure it out um how long do your hyperfixations last uh it depends. I think, like, as a kid, way longer mm. now. Because I didn't really, like, I couldn't, like, comprehend mm-hmm. that, <laughs> that you I were was, hyper like, hyperfixating <laughs> on something. That was be so <laughs> crazy as a kid, just being, like, nothing else matters. <laughs> nothing But this, matters. like, one box set yeah. of DVDs or whatever the fuck you're on. Like. Yeah. No, like, I remember <laughs> I, I was obsessed with Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. It was, like a 10 year long hyperfixation. <laughs> no, but I remember one point I read the books from like s- start to end. Yeah. End to start. <gasps> start to end. Gabby. No. Like I read 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 7 6 5 And then back five. again? Like non-stop back to back. You're that was a hyperfixation yeah for real. and i don't think i've had something like that since then because honestly okay. like yeah. <laughs> now that i'm an adult i'm like you don't have the time i, I don't have the time <laughs> to, to do that to commit to that no i don't have the time see and that's but this is the difference between just being like hee hee haha like i love the harry potter books and i have adhd like you know, I know people who like the books. I don't know anybody who would have read them like that. That's crazy. Yeah, it was a little crazy, but um, apt. Yeah. Oh. And now it's just embarrassing. <laughs> you know, I wonder sometimes, this is like when they say that like little girls, quote unquote, like whatever, like aren't coded for ADHD. Like, I, I feel like that's such an obvious thing. Like there not that signs. people necessarily would have known that you did that. Yeah. There's so my parents knew. Oh, my okay. parents knew. Okay, that like, this was not. Crazy. They were like, "Gabby, can you get your head out of this fucking book?" And I'd be like, "That's wild. like just reading." Didn't well, even hear. Like teachers will like see little boys in class do that, and they'll be like, "Let's get you tested for everything under the sun." Yeah, and then they you see know. like little girls, mm. and then they're like, "Oh, that's sweet. What a smart little reader." Bookish. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, I think about that a lot. Like, so much of the shit that, like, as a kid went undetected just because you were, like, oh, cute little good kid or whatever. Yeah. But it's, like, no, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I've got problems. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now that I'm, like, older, sometimes I like the hyperfixation phase- phases because mm-hmm. I'm not so scared of, like, being bad at things, mm-hmm. which is something that I deal with a lot mm-hmm. just in my regular life. But when I, like zone in on something i'm like i know i'm gonna do this Mm. um yeah but i don't think i've like really hyper fixated on something in like a while i actually on hyper fixation i really don't mind and almost appreciate in my adult life being hyper fixated on certain foods because oh right then i'm just yes. like my life is easier i get the same grocery order yeah like six months straight in a row yeah. i make the same meal and i'm happy with that i agree you know i, I don't get through, bored like, of it breakfast phases yeah um like right now i'm in my eggs and mm-hmm. toast phase nice and like i like 
I would say I go through like three months mm. stints, maybe less. Mm-hmm. I I just went through a rice cake and mm-hmm. peanut butter That's phase. But then I switched instead of eating that for breakfast, I'm now eating it for after dinner. Mm, <laughs> so like it's not like I got rid of it, yeah, but yeah. I'm like, it's you still there. I just switched it up. You know when you know your life is like kind of in a precarious place when you're in your bagel phase? <laughs> when I'm in my bagel phase, like mental health is in the gutter <laughs> gutter not that like i won't eat a bagel otherwise like i'll eat a bagel like once in a while here and there but when mm-hmm. bagels are like all i'm eating right Rough. i can't say bagels do that for me but you know what i can't eat anymore what avocado toast oh yeah i, I ate it way yeah. too much <laughs> and i tried like yeah. a couple weeks ago and i was like I'm going to throw up. That one's hard because of the texture. Mm. The texture is you have to be really into it. But I also ate it every single day for a year. Oh, <laughs> so much. That's crazy. I mean, I definitely did that for a while. Yeah. But I like don't with really. With egg on top, but still. Oh, yeah. That makes it better. That's like pretty yeah, that's yummy. That's but you- yummy, but I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you're in your egg phase now, too. So that's the only redeeming thing about that meal. Yeah. Yeah, hyperfixation meals are convenient, honestly, just for the sake of like cooking and cleaning and ordering. Like that, when you realize you really have to do that three times a day for the rest of your life, you're mm-hmm. like, whatever <laughs> hacks the system, I'll take it. Like, yeah, however we get there is however we get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hmm. What pros do you have? I think honestly, the biggest one for me is like creativity and right. um, like oh, uh, yeah. adaptability. Like, I think, like, there's just something about ADHD that makes you, like, yeah, it it comes with, like, impulsivity and maybe, like, some recklessness disorganization, but that happening makes you highly adaptive, really good at thinking on your feet, and, like, just more creative in general, I find, Mm -hmm. because you're kind of, like, having to clean up the mess of like what it caught co- what the trouble causes you in the first place that you develop all these like problem solving skills that I think a lot of people honestly don't have yeah. or or I haven't come across as many people that I feel like are as confident about like thinking on the spot really creative problem solving like in out of the box ways like I feel like I I've come across more people in the world who are like their skills are in systems and like i don't know like order and like everything that adhd doesn't like fucks you up around Mm -hmm. that i've always been like oh my god i've always wanted to be so really like you know good with time management and on top of my shit and like i wish that like a budget worked for me or like a calendar worked for me or all the stuff that works for other people and they're really great with that but then i can tell that when things go wrong or like plans change those people are not as flexible or it like bothers them more when things like are disrupted where i'm like that's my literal everyday life where like (laughs) i disrupt my own systems you know like i cause my own problems yeah and so i'm so used to like being flexible and fixing things as soon as i fuck them up sort of that i feel like other people when things go wrong they get like way more stressed out and like they're less able to I don't know find a way out because they're just like stressed whereas for me it's like that stress just comes up all the time so I have to deal with it all the time Mm -hmm. I don't know I don't Mm. know if I relate to that I hate Mm. change yeah or I I hate like I mean I don't love it but I think I'm I'm more adaptable than other people I've met I think I'm adaptable like when things happen to me but if like someone were like let's change your like living space oh yeah well, or something something like that yeah. like i'm very i have things set up the way mm-hmm. i have them set up and even if it's not like the most efficient efficient way to have things set up mm-hmm. and someone's like let's change it so that it's more mm-hmm. efficient my brain immediately goes no mm-hmm. what the fuck are you doing i, I think i feel the same about and my then, space uh, oh yeah mm-hmm but it but in like life i mean like if right. there's like relational things going yeah, on or like problems and like situations i feel like i'm better with that yeah. but yeah my space is adaptable like, with like people um, 
yeah but i'm like don't no i'm the same i'm like don't touch my like space and my things and like everything yeah ha- is like the way that i want it to be even if yeah, yeah it's not the most it's efficient. like the lack of organization is part of the yeah adapt yeah organization sort of it's kind of like when you know where everything is and that's good enough yeah like you don't need other people to like understand it yeah but relationally i feel like i'm a lot more adaptable Mm -hmm. because i just kind of have to be i don't know yeah i don't know um and honestly i know this is not everyone's favorite but like impulsivity within the right amount i think is actually just like going for it in a healthy way like i think as long as it's not like ruining your life i actually don't mind being like a little bit more of an impulsive person because i think i'm sort of also like anxious in my head that the impulsivity almost like makes me more actionable than i would be without it yeah like i think i'd be too scared to do anything if i didn't have a little bit of (laughs) impulsivity yeah you know i don't know I think the creativity aspect of it yeah. is really nice too. Like I find I'm always mm-hmm. reaching for something new and creative. You, yeah, <laughs> are really excited by new projects. I yeah, think. yeah, I do really. G- I get. Yeah, but I think that's also part of my like hyperfixation mm-hmm. habits too. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll start something mm-hmm. and then that I'll get like halfway through, mm-hmm. and then I'll be like, I'll then I'll drop it for something mm-hmm. new, mm-hmm. which I'm trying to complete things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get like distracted by other things. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shiny. Mm. But then you get to do all these cool new things. I don't know. It's sort of that's yeah. the thing. Like I feel like everything that ADHD takes away from you, it gives you something else. But like yeah. it's up to you to like sustain it. It just you know, yeah. that's the hard part. Yeah. But I I think it's like very enriching mm-hmm. to jump around and see a bunch of things and talk to a bunch of different people and gain all these insights like it's almost the restlessness that makes you like oh i need more i need stimulation yeah. but then like you know that stimulation is not nothing right yeah. like you do learn something connect with somebody you know like create this sort of like new corner of the world for yourself yeah Um, and even if you abandon it like you saw a slice of it you know i feel like adhd is very much like jack of all trades master of none but like you need someone to be the jack of all trades you know yeah that's true there's like a perspective that that gives that mastery can't yeah but sometimes i feel guilty about that because i'm like there are people who like really value and respect mastery and I'm just not, I don't value it as much. Like, I like it in other people, but I'm never like, oh, I want to be the best at this. I'm sort of like, I just want to be kind of good at everything. I don't know. Yeah. I find it so interesting because I would want to be the master of many things. Yeah. I want to be the best at everything that I try. <laughs> That's but then dearly I'm, When I'm like average, I know. <laughs> but when I'm like average, I'm like, Mm. what's wrong with Mm -hmm. me (laughs) Mm -hmm. but But it's fine there's nothing wrong with being like average or even bad at things Mm -hmm. like i don't know i feel like i should get like as kids you're told like it's okay to fail Mm -hmm. because you're learning you're growing like that's Mm -hmm. why kids like are so adaptable when parents put them in like piano lessons Mm -hmm. different sports or like you know like kids just throw themselves into these things with no fear of like being Mm -hmm. bad at that and then as an adult you're like told you are you're already set in like career or like life choices Mm -hmm. or i don't know everything that you've done up until this point you've like established yourself so then to want to try something new is so scary because you know you're Mm -hmm. gonna have to really start from scratch and you're gonna have to reconcile with the fact that you are gonna be bad at that Mm -hmm. and that's it's scary yeah Yeah. but i I think adhd like helps you jump over that a little like you just are so like oh my god you shiny thing yeah that's how i feel about sewing oh yeah i'm not i made a terrible pair of pants there's literally a hole in the zipper (laughs) okay that's kind of funny (laughs) but you made but i'm like i made a pair of pants (laughs) and you can fix this and i'm gonna make another pair of pants and they're gonna be better than the other ones exactly like it takes away that sort of like um like it helps you start even though i know adhd yeah. can also be the reason why you don't start certain things yeah for things that you like yeah it really pushes you to like get into it yeah which is why then everyone has these like quote-unquote failed like seven side projects but mm-hmm. it's like okay well is it failed or did i start 
the beginning of a journey that I decided was not for it's me right true, now. Who's like, to say you won't pick that back up in saying. like three years yeah. or a month and or whatever? Now I know a little bit about that thing. You know, <laughs> like it's it's I I have a really hard time seeing it as like failure, failure because I'm yeah. like, well, I just explored something that like is new for me. You know. Yeah. Yeah, ADHD's crazy, man. Mm-hmm. I also feel like really like I can tell that I'm unmedicated now. Like I can really tell that I'm not I'm off that Vivance because <laughs> when I was on Vivance, even though like maybe my daily operations weren't that different. Yeah. Uh, I think I my brain did feel a little different. I don't know, more organized. I feel like I ramble a lot more now. <laughs> a lot more all over the place, but I also like have created other systems to help. I don't know. Yeah off too yeah yeah but i don't think i was on five vans long enough to be able to really like feel the effect yeah. yeah yeah i definitely felt it for a while like i felt sharper i felt more focused mm-hmm. i felt more awake even but all the other weird shit that like with the eating and sleeping yeah kind of fucked me up in other ways so like even the benefits i couldn't really fully reap because i was like fucked up in this other way now i feel like create like because i'm off medication i've literally just had to like choose things and like build a routine of the only things i'm willing to do like it's there's no other way like i can only go after jobs i'd actually do the only reason i'm going back to school is because like i can also i'm going to art therapy school the only way i can like do school is because like I know it's going to be arts and crafts all day long, you know, like the only way I can do my errands is because I want it like, I don't know, which is maybe like really childish in some ways. And sometimes I get self-conscious about it because I'm like, whoa, like people like are actually doing like they're fulfilling their responsibilities, even if they don't want to do them, which most of us, we don't want to do them. And part of me is like, ugh, like. But people you should know. take a little bit of a, like a leaf out of your book a little bit more. Maybe. Like people should be pursuing the things that they want to be doing. Yeah. And I know that's not feasible for everybody. Sure. And obviously like costs, living costs mm-hmm. come into play and whatever, mm-hmm. like life is getting in the way mm-hmm. or whatever. But I think if you have the means mm-hmm. to and you're unhappy with what you're doing, like why not? I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I fully did it. And honestly, like for me at a certain point, like when I left my job in March, it felt like there was just no other option Mm -hmm. I was like I did it with the medication I did it with the support I tried to do it by like reframing the job or like doing other things or whatever and then at a certain point I was like dude like (laughs) you cannot like force like you can't do this with sheer willpower yeah you know and and I really have stopped trying to do things with just sheer willpower because they just don't get done honestly and like even with my admin tasks like I've started like I'll create a system now where like I have a friend who's in school right now and he lives really close to me. So we'll go and like study together or like work together like once a week. And I, it'll be like usually early on in the week when you're like figuring out your shit and like everything you need to do and your planning. And I did a session with him yesterday just for like three and a half hours. Everything I've needed to do in the last two months, I got done. Wow. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of just because like, it's sort of just because like, I had another person there and like he also has ADHD and yeah. it's like body doubling and everything. And so it's like I've had to just rely on new systems because I don't have these other like crutches. Yeah. Um I'd like to also make it clear that I don't think medication is a crutch. It's just like for me it was. I don't know. Yeah. <sighs> do you think you'll always have ADHD or do you think like you'll hit the age where you won't feel it anymore or like just master it enough? Uh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel so much more regulated than I did even like Whoa. six months ago. That's great. I don't really deal with like a lot of the stuff that I was dealing with, with like losing things, not being able to like mm-hmm. stick to certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel just like a mm-hmm. lot better, but it also could be weather related. Mm-hmm. Like I find like <laughs> when I'm in a worse yeah. mental state, it like it like. Mm. gets so much worse mm-hmm. um it's true yeah i actually i've never thought about it but also in the summer having more like hours it feels yes, like it feels like, like in the, the days day are longer and i have more time to complete all the things that i need to finish that's huge because yeah. in the winter i will feel really unmotivated once like four or five hits it gets yeah. dark and i'm like whoa i haven't done anything and the day is over yeah now i'll like start my day like we sat down to work yesterday at 5 p.m mm-hmm. but like i was and so productive hours yeah. yeah 
Yeah. Because it was light outside and then it was light on my way home mm -hmm. and then it was so like motivating. Actually, yeah. I've really never thought about it like that. That's crazy. Yeah. <gasps> like Should when I feel California, <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> when I feel mentally stressed, yeah. it acts up, you know, like I totally. I, obviously, when I'm mentally stressed, mm -hmm. like everything that is negative about ADHD mm. comes up so much stronger just because I feel so scatterbrained mm -hmm. and I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it just, yeah, it makes mm -hmm. it like more difficult. Mm -hmm. um, it's true. But yeah, I'll say though, even on my worst days, sometimes it's like reassuring to know that like, that's what it is, you mm. know? Cause I think like, the world can sometimes make you feel especially like social media and whatever like you can feel so like you're comparing yourself a lot and you just can't do things as well as other people or what the expectation is or something yeah. I feel like ever since I got diagnosed not that you need to be formally diagnosed but ever since I felt like oh this is what it is yeah a lot of that like shame that we were talking about earlier I feel like melted away where I was like oh it's not like I'm the problem you know so even when it's like really bad i still think i take like one of the pros of like knowing what it is is like i feel like i take a lot of comfort yeah it's like a part of you it's yeah. not something that you have control over and it's not something i have to like fight yeah you know it's something i like work with or figure out or whatever yeah but i also feel like actively fighting it makes it worse yeah it's true yeah exactly like that's what i mean uh, also about like the willpower thing like i feel like every time i've been like no like get it together like push mm -hmm. through willpower it doesn't like, work it just doesn't that's that doesn't work yeah <laughs> like, it's just not you know that's not who i am that's not how my brain works and actually the biggest thing that's been liberating about this is like i've completely given up on a nine to five schedule mm -hmm. i don't wake up before noon it's who i am like and i've <laughs> given up on trying to like wake up before then yeah i like feel bad about myself you know yeah. i've literally like gone after jobs with like weird schedules so that they'd need me like late at night or in the afternoon or like anytime other than the morning right i chose a program that like the class doesn't even start till 1 30 in the afternoon yeah. like I was just and not that you always get that lucky like I think I kind of got lucky by finding these things that like accommodate my schedule but I really was like dude if it's just not who you are it's not who you are like yeah. let it go you also weren't you know? settling like you yeah. were yeah. looking for the right opportunity yeah. and it it's there it's true it's yeah. true yeah and it's I feel very like lucky to even be able to like find any of these things or do any of these things but I think if you can oh my god just do it like just I feel like yeah we need to release some of this like shame and stigma and like what you should be doing or what you shouldn't yeah it'd be great if I could wake up early and be one of those people I'd probably be better for my health my sleep my everything I hope one day I get there but I'm not there and yeah. like I'm not gonna let it kill me you know like at a yeah. certain point I think you just have to be like you are the way you are <laughs> that's okay I have this quote on my like wall that I really like that my friend is like on this card that she gave me once and it was like love yourself no matter who you really are and I really like that because it's like not just like oh love yourself no matter who you are but it's like no matter who you really are like only you know who you really are yeah and even the shit that you think is like bad or wrong like just embrace it because yes who cares if you can't live with yourself like how in the hell are you gonna live with somebody yeah. else <laughs> yeah that's it's so true it's bringing repulse so drag race into the mix i feel like um and maybe I'll, I'll i'll have this be my last thought here but i feel like i um sometimes am incapable of like loving other people in relationships because of how i can't love incapable myself incapable or like incapable oh, sorry yeah. yeah incapable of like i can't like love them as hard as i want to maybe because i can't like love myself as hard and like the things that i judge myself for like shame myself for are, like the same things that i like judge and shame this is a really for. full circle moment <laughs> This is bringing us back to the previous topic about shame, no, even though like is. this is like a different yeah. application of it. But it's so true. I think no. shame is so mm -hmm. present in our lives mm -hmm. and because society like as a whole is just so judgmental mm -hmm. and everybody is forced to live in these certain ways and check mm -hmm. off these little boxes of like life accomplishments mm -hmm. and do the standard 
whenever you deviate from that it's so hard to not feel like the guilt Mm -hmm. and weight of that um and unless you're successful in that deviation Mm -hmm. then people will or at least it feels like people will hold that over you or like look down on you for that yeah um yeah and it's hard to then not take that criticism and like internalize it yeah the internalization thing is huge of like i don't know i feel like you really have to learn to like be at peace with yourself not just for yourself but how you relate with others because of that same thing like if you feel at peace with yourself you're not thinking so much about like what other people think or like what they project onto you you're not internalizing that as much and then you're not putting it on other people yeah right like it almost like i think of it as like this transient thing that like passes through you of like i can feel insecure and ashamed and like worried for like a moment or like in that moment but it has to like come through me pass through me and the problem is like when it gets like stuck in you yeah yeah whoa yeah whoa that's crazy yeah I, I that actually goes back to also the sex and sexuality thing of like i think the more or like the less shame that i have around myself then again like just like the more easily everything happens like yeah i don't know yeah it's such a killer of pleasure honestly. yeah like you know there's that quote that's like um the opposite of pleasure isn't pain it's like disconnection and and i think that's so true and like shame really disconnects you like it makes you just like push people away and isolate yourself and think they have the worst intentions and then now you have the worst intentions and it's just so oh yeah i don't know how we rid ourselves of it but i hope we get there as a collective you know yeah do you want to just wrap up with our song and then call it yeah let's wrap up here i'll go pee after yeah let's, we'll let's do just a song of the week do you want to go first do you know um, yours oh yeah i guess you're fine i think off the top of my head i can think of like a couple songs that i've been listening to lately um i really like rush by troy savant i was gonna say that (laughs) one too that one's really good it's really good have you seen the music video no oh it's i'll watch it iconic like i think it's really well directed um and just really like hot and gay yeah and gay Yeah, yeah um so i think yeah, I really like that song. I love that he literally just wrote a song about poppers. I know. <laughs> so, like, that's what I want from the gay community, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that song's... I think that's my song of the week. Cool. Um, I think mine is... I got a few, but I'll do um, that song that's really big on TikTok right now, You Wish, by Flyanna Boss. Flyanna Boss? Flyanna Boss. Mm-hmm. It's like... Um, hello Christ, I'm about to sin again. Oh yes. Cinnamon. But I actually like when that I need to learn their names, but when that second girl, because they're a duo, yeah. she comes in right after. And um I like her her verse even better. I'll yeah. play it for you later. But okay. it's it was on TikTok like all the time because you know it's the video of like them, they like run yes. through whatever. Yeah. And then it got stuck in my head and I was like, I'll just listen to the song. And the actual like the whole song is really good. Yeah. So I really like them. Okay. And they also have this other song called Mango Bananas or something that I yeah. really like. I just really like them together. Like the duo. I like that they're a duo. I like that they're kind of like a rap duo. I like that they're girls, you know. Feels yeah. Very like Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like them. Um, and usually TikTok songs aren't that good, but their song is actually really good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> uh, bye. Bye.